I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peace. Hello and good morning. Welcome to Down to Dunk. We're so glad that you joined us. Just want to remind you before we get started, you can find us on CLNS Media on dailythunder.com dash radio at 5 o'clock Central Standard Time on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast. With us today, it's me, Jay. Also, our good friend, Andrew. Slam through. And Taylor. Hey, what do you do? And <clears throat> I choked on my spit. Hey, what do you do? And hey, what do you do? And slam through. That's a little John Gillstrap, man. That's uh, that's a church youth group that's right there church for youth you. Group. Wow. Yeah. That's How you guys cool. doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty tired, but pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got like ten days until. Uh, Media day. I know, man. Which means Exa- we're exactly ten days, roughly around there until camp starts. That's pretty cool. I guess technically that's the first day of camp, right? Uh, yeah, it is the first day of camp. That's what they. Yeah, camp opens up. So we're on the other side of this. It's almost here, guys. Yeah, it's almost here. Are you going to ask Chris Paul a question? Uh, yeah, sure. What are you going to ask him? I'm just going to chit chat with him. Just chit chat yeah, with him right. on the side. Just hang out. What are you going to talk to Mike Muscala about? Uh, I don't know. Did you read Brett's article on The Athletic? Do you still not to subscribe to The Athletic? Why do you got to say this? Because Brett's going to send me a really angry tweet. I'm doing it right now. So See you guys. <laughs> Mike Muscala. So Brett did an interview with Mike Muscala. Like a one-on-one. Did you read it, Taylor? Do you guys even No, like I don't think Thunder? much is expected of me. Okay. I mean, no, I don't like The Thunder right now. So... <laughs> He, he talked to Mike Muscala and like basically asked him all these questions about like what's it like? Oh my gosh, Jay, your dog is trying to destroy my computer. Um, <laughs> he asked him like all these questions about like what's it like to have like the GM of the Thunder like come to your house. He's like, well, it kind of like the whole process started with the Thunder want to talk to you about joining their team, and he's like, oh, that's cool. And then it was the Thunder would like to meet with you. And he's like, oh. Well, cool. And it's like, the Thunder want to come to your house. And he was like really surprised that that was going to be a thing. And so he is cleaning his house and he's like debating whether to have food or no food. And like, those are the things that are going through Mike Muscala's head when a GM says they're going to come over. I promise you, like if a GM was going to show up at James Harden's house or somebody's house like that, that doesn't cross their mind. Like once. that's that's something I would be thinking about. Right. right? Like he just yeah. seemed like such a normal dude, and it just made it, it it just made it really funny. It just made it really funny that, and and it almost like justified like our thoughts on like why is he going to Mike Muscala's house? Because Mike Muscala is like, why is he coming to my house? You know, because um, he had to drive like maybe an hour, uh, maybe hour from the airport to get to his place. Maybe Sam Presti heard rumors of Mike Muscala's house being kind of like Robert Swift's house, and he needed to go check it out. Like, <laughs> I need to see this guy's house. This is an intervention. Before. Yeah, it's like, does he just have guns laying around? Because if so, we can't have him on our team. Or, or he signed him as like this attempt to like redeem him. Maybe that works. 
Sam sees uh, something. He sees something. He also saw something in Kyle Singler. Yeah. So I don't know. He's kind of a low risk. He's low. I mean, he's a minimum contract. Yeah. So there was some other Thunder news that actually I think broke last night. Yeah, sometime I yesterday. I don't know when I would have seen it yeah. if it wasn't for last night. But Doc Rivers did an interview on ESPN, and and it sent like the Thunder world into an odd tailspin real quick. Um, and I'll just give you a quick quote. One of the things he said, he said, talking about Kawhi's kind of uh, them pursuing him there at the end, he said, we showed Kawhi everybody else, and he didn't want to hear it. He just stayed on Paul George. So after the meeting, so basically what, what Doc Rivers said is they gave him a list of players. Like, here's a list of players. Who do you want to play with? Mm-hmm. Which is like not already not real, like from every other indication we've gotten. But okay. So, and then... <laughs> So after this, he's stuck on Paul George. And so after the meeting, we sat down and I said, we got to get Paul George. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we have to do it. So pause and say, that is not a statement that makes me think that this next one will be true. Like, I don't know how we're going to do it. Yeah. But we did know that Oklahoma City wanted to break their team up. So that helped, but we didn't know if we could get them. Yeah, that sounds like such a simple version of what it really was. Yeah, there's there's so little certainty in what he said is kind of the center of that statement. So it's like, we don't know how we're going to get Paul George. We knew Oklahoma City wanted to break him up, but we didn't know if we could get him. Mm-hmm. So to me, the Thunder's actions prior to everything indicate that that's not the truth. That maybe they wanted to break up their team in the next calendar year. Yep. But I don't think that they had any intention of breaking the team up this summer until Paul George requested the trade. Yeah, I mean, it, Sam said that. Most reporters we know that are close to the they team. Signed, they signed Alec Burks, and, and, they let him, and they let him out of the contract. Yeah. Because we And had, they tried to let Mike Muscala out of this contract. They, they offered it. Oh, you, no. don't, you don't sign guys with the intent of doing one thing and then let him go yeah. and then say, well, we were going to tear it down all along. The Thunder didn't say that. Doc Rivers said that. I don't, I don't believe that that's true. I do believe that within, within a year that they were contemplating tearing it down and then when Paul George just accelerated it. And that's, that's what happened. I don't think that the Thunder went into this offseason saying we need to tear this thing down to the studs. Uh, you could, I mean, you could go the argument another way and say, then why did they take Darius Baisley? Like they took Baisley. Yeah, that's the Thunder moved, MO, though. Right. Always. I'm just trying to find like the other right. side of it. So here's here's where I would say there's potentially something. And this is totally speculation, not based on anything real. Um, but now part of it, you have to also remember, like around the time of the draft, the Thunder are looking to get off of Steven Adams. Like, So they're making these kind of moves, mm-hmm. um, which we all really believed was more of a retooling. Like how do we use the the finite amount of resources we have in order to create the most effective roster because obviously the roster we have is not getting it done. Yeah. Um, although there's there's injuries and other issues that are part of that. So yeah. um so that's that's I think kind of part of that that could could be, you know, maybe there was some conversation. I think the other thing, and this is total speculative this is like the real speculative one. I wonder if towards the end at the end of the season with the way Russ 
and the relationship between him and the media, and it kind of just at the end of the season was a little worn down, mm-hmm. uh, or a lot worn down. Yeah. I wonder if the Thunder, if there was at least some floated conversation about them thinking, like kind of putting their toes in the water on a Russell Westbrook move, which would be, in theory, a teardown of who they were. Um, because you could, probably, could you have been. Could have been. You know, like you probably are not going to keep Paul George without Russell Westbrook. So if, the, if those kind of motions were in um, in motion at that point, or those yeah. kind of movements are in motion at that point, I do wonder like if that's kind of maybe the stuff that the Clippers had heard like through the grapevine. But the thing is, is Presti normally operates in such, such secrecy. Yeah. Um, and, and then on top of that, I was like, every indicator we've had is not that they were going that direction, that they saw the Thunder windows one more year, coming from the mouth of Sam Presti. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's hard for me to really take Doc too seriously in this moment. Um, yeah. I think he's just talking. Yeah. Obviously, they wanted to break the team up, and, and the Clippers may have gotten a Russell Westbrook and Paul George offer, or he's maybe referring to the Raptors. <laughs> You know, trade that was floated out there. Mm-hmm. You know, where they were both offered up, and so, in hindsight, like he probably doesn't remember like this happened, this happened, and this yeah. happened. He's probably just thinking like, yeah, the Thunder wanted to break their team up. They tried to trade Russell Westbrook to us. So they tried to trade him to the Raptors, and so we had to swoop in and do this and that. So of course they wanted to break their team up. I don't think from, you know, May through July eighth or whatever no it wasn't it was like july 2nd or whatever day it was yeah that they were intended to do that yeah and i think and this may be wrong as well but most indicators we get about the way teams operate or most of the ways that we assume that happens in the uh trade asset accumulation world is teams have leverage um now the clippers had the least amount of leverage because they needed to make this move is everything we heard paul george had to come to You're dealing Clippers for two superstars because Kawhi's not yeah. coming without Paul George. Yeah, that's that's the indication we got. Yeah. Um, also, the same thing is that Paul George was what his third option, right? Like that's not what this article indicated, right? But but everybody was saying that he reached out to Kevin Durant. Yeah. When Durant went to the Nets, he moved on to Jimmy Butler, and when Butler chose the Heat, then it was Paul George. Yeah. Right. And may, that, yeah. Those that's things, what we heard. Those things did happen. Yes. You just wonder if maybe the the names on their board were trade candidates, yeah, rather than like free agents. Yeah, probably yeah. that may make sense. I don't know. I so, don't. I have no idea. But but if leverage is the name of the game, to know that Oklahoma City is tearing down their roster and wanting to do so, you're not giving seven first round picks exactly, and Shea Gilgis. So they, we'll give you our picks. We're not giving you Miami's picks. It was agonizing to give them yeah. Shea mm-hmm. from what, what they've said. There's also been other stuff come out that the Clippers thought it was dead multiple times within their conversations, that it wasn't like one straight conversation, that it was, yeah, I didn't, we didn't think there was going to be a pathway to make it happen. And then their owner or whoever said, yeah, we're willing to give up that much. Yep. And then the conversations picked back up. So Sam basically said, if we're going to actually do this, like we don't have to do this because Paul George is under contract, but if we're going to do this, you're going to have to meet this outrageous price. Yeah, And it was outrageous. It's outrageous. It's hard, and it's hard for fans. I think it's particularly hard for fans, especially a fan base that hasn't really been through a rebuild. The Thunder went through a rebuild, but it was one year, you know? Well, and a lot of it was before we really followed the team. Yeah, 
right? A lot of the big moves. Yeah, were the biggest teardown happened before they were even Seattle, here, yeah. and no one experienced it. There was a team that moved here. Oh, cool. It was like a novelty year, basically, where I was like, oh, now we can go to For an real. NBA game. Oh, I can go see Kobe Bryant play. Wow, that's awesome. Like, that's what was happening. And so there wasn't any, like, no one was really invested yet. And so, like, now that everybody's invested, it's hard to imagine what first-round picks will do for you because in the past, first-round pick got you Dion Waiters and got you Ennis Cantor and got you other, all these other things. Like, that's what first-round picks did. Or they were picked in the middle of the first round and you, you know, maybe you got a good player or maybe you didn't. And I think the relationship there, I think, is hard to kind of grasp for people that haven't like been through a rebuild, but I'm not, I'm really not even talking to our listeners. All of our listeners seem to really understand it pretty well, but I'm talking about the fan base at large when they see we got this young point guard and all these future picks, like who cares? But you can't underestimate the significance of all these first round picks. Like they do. Not only are they going to be actual people someday that play basketball, but like they're they're assets to go get other people, right? And that's what that's, and you have a ton of them. Yeah, and I think pivoting just a little bit in this conversation, like one of the things I keep going back to is, is this misnomer in my own head of like, well, if they're not top three, yeah, then they won't have the value because you know Russell was what four, yeah, James I mean, Harden was three, mm-hmm. KD was two, like we convince ourselves that the only good players are selected in the top four or five. And then I'm thinking like Donovan Mitchell was yeah. 11, mm-hmm. 10. 11. Yeah. 11. Giannis was 15. Kawhi was, I mean, you can go down the list and there are enough guys that were selected outside of the top four that would make you feel like, Hey man, it like if the thunder, if the thunder don't, if the thunder get that 14 or 15 or 13 or 12 or 11 or whatever this year, you don't, you know. don't know. You don't know. Like Hashim, you could, you Hashim could, the beat was taken second. You could hit on, I mean, Anthony Bennett was taken first. Yeah. But it is one of those things where you're like, you just, there's no guarantees in the draft in both ways, where it's like, exactly. it doesn't mean that you can get the first pick and it's Greg Oden. Mm-hmm. You can also get the 15th pick and it's Giannis or whatever. And like, there's that potential that's always there, which should give fans, hopefully, like. Even Paul George. Have, Paul George picked 10th. You have seven shots from the Clipper. You, I mean, you have so many picks, options to yeah. find a few of those, like, can't miss talents. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think your chances, just if you took them and threw them all at the wall, your chances are pretty good. Yeah. And I don't, um, and I don't think you're saying or we would say that you don't want a top five pick. Of no, course no, no, you want no. a top five pick. But top five is the highest, the lowest risk in theory. Yes. That's the thing. Yes. Um, because Zion is in the top five and RJ Barrett, you know, like, yeah. But at the same time, Jawari Parker, Andrew Wiggins. I mean, there's a ton of other guys. You just don't know. Swinging misses, too. So. You, you just don't know. Anyway, Taylor, what do you think? Anything, any other thoughts on the Doc River stuff? Um, no, but I have a question about their fan base. So do you remember when Brooklyn traded like all of their good things for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, that whole thing. Yeah. And I think everyone was like, well, this is worth it. They're going to be, they're going to be good immediately. And they were, they were okay. And and this is different. I understand Kawhi and Paul George is different caliber than what they did. But um, there were a few people in their front office that thought, I just don't think this is going to be good for us long term. Yeah, because they gave away too much. And my question is, do you think there are Clippers people who feel that way about this right now, or is this just completely different than that? I think it's possible. When it came out, when it came out that 
Kawhi was only committing for two years. Yeah. Like that would scare me if I were them. And Paul George injury. And the Paul George injury stuff. Yeah. He hasn't finished. We've had two seasons in a row where he hasn't finished the season well. Yeah. Due to injury, due to wear and tear. It's, it's a pattern. I don't know if that's just going to be what he is. I wouldn't predict that. I think that there's a good chance that he's okay, but I think you have to be more cautious because people, people don't talk about Paul George like he is an injury concern. But as Thunder fans, we've seen him two years in a row in the playoffs lay an egg because he's not healthy. So I don't, I don't know what to do with that. I, you know, if I'm the Clippers, I'm really excited. If that were my team, I'd be out of this world excited about what they have. I do worry a little bit about their center position. Like, what if the Sixers make the finals against the Clippers? Joe Embiid is going to score. <laughs> I'm serious. One, like, one that's, million points. I know. I didn't that think would, about that. That is my finals prediction. And they have, not only do they have Embiid, they've got Horford. And then you like, and you can flip it and say like, who's going to guard Paul George and Kawhi? You know, like I get that. Yeah, I mean, but but they've got guys too that can defend. Ben Simmons, them. They've got Josh Richardson, guards are big. Tobias Harris, you've got the ghost of Robert, Even ben Robert Simmons. Covington. I mean, everybody loves Montrezl Harrell. Montrezl Harrell cannot handle Joel Embiid. Oh no, he's so, in trouble. That's just. Is he their only center? Center Zubak. Zubaks. Yeah. That's oh, then they're good. They're good. <laughs> they're set. No, I think they, I think they may try to go get. Is, is I'm thinking they need to go get another big guy. Yeah, it's hard. Like who? I don't know. They, they need another big guy. You, but he, and with what? And trading what? We I have everything. I don't know. They. I mean, there'll be buyout guys, and yeah. there'll be a team yeah. that will be yeah, able and, to get and a guy. L.A. now being a destination, the Clippers. I will say this, like. We haven't mentioned it, or I haven't mentioned it on the podcast. So the 30 for 30 podcast on Donald Sterling by Ramona Shelburne was just phenomenal. Really, really well done. And True. and it's one of those things as you'd like notice the Clippers. Like it's such a weird, you're in a really weird place because you're like Donald Sterling's like literally the worst of the worst. And the whole premise of it is like this horrible guy does all of this horrible stuff and makes two billion dollars because of it. Right. Right? Like it's it's just disgusting in a lot of ways. I but the other thing it does for me is it's I, I'm not gonna pull for the Clippers this year, but dude it Balmer is a phenomenal owner. Like wonderful, it seems like in every single way, which I kind of yeah. really, really appreciate. And it's like they're not the Lakers. And so it makes me at least a little bit happy that it's not the Lakers. Uh, right. The, the hard part is that it was at our expense, you know, in some sense. But yeah. You know, I've at gotten, our expense for now. Yeah, and I've gotten more and more to the point where I'm just getting, I'm I'm excited for this season. I'm excited to see what we can see. What if it if it is the teardown? Like, what are we going to see out of some of these young guys? And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's one of those things that 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 and all of this is linked back to that Donald Sterling. Because if if Sterling's still there, oh dude, dude, it's no, there's no threat, right? Yeah, Kawhi's not going there. No, no way, not happening. So it's just random things in the NBA that you can pinpoint so many dramatic changes and shifts. I know, man. It's crazy. It is. Hey, Andrew, why don't you tell us about our sponsor for today? Today's sponsor is Manscaped. They have redesigned the electric trimmer, Jay, and it's awesome. It's a lawnmower 2.0. 
has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag you. Manscaped accidents, manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Now, I've, I have the Lawnmower 2.0, and it's a good, it's good beard trimmer. Uh, I used it to... Uh, you don't want to tell this cut other my, part. Cut my, <laughs> cut my dog's hair. I, I, I gave my dog a haircut. And now my son, when he looks at the Manscaped, there's like this little tote bag that it comes in. He looks at it and he's like, oh, that's your dog barber kit. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think that, you're right. It's not really what it's for. But it's okay. really not what it's for, son, but I'm, <laughs> I'd rather not talk to you about what it's actually for. Uh, but you've been, I mean, pleased with every aspect of it's a really great product yeah. it's really high quality it's um, another one of those things on my docket to purchase that it I just will need to pull it will the get on. the job done i'll say that yeah and you know the thing about it that they do for manscaping and this is the stuff that's intriguing to me as well is not only do they just provide the lawnmower 2.0 yeah. they have all sorts of different products to help with your grooming needs like it's oh, not yeah. all you know like it's not all about how it can trim it's about how it can take care of what you got yeah and that's important for sure yeah their crop preserver is awesome everything about it's awesome so if you're a listener to this podcast how am i gonna get the best deal on manscape oh you can get 20 percent off plus free shipping with our code okc dunk that's at manscape.com please go do that take care of your body and support the people and support us please you know what time it is? It's time for Twitter questions. We got a bunch of we're gonna try to fire through some of these as part of your fry pod. If the first one is why not start here? This is from at Thunder underscore Baker. If the Harden trade never happened, would either Harden or Russ be the players they are today? I, I wanted to bring this up because we didn't mention it last week because I didn't listen to it, but I did listen to Sam Anderson's podcast on Zach Lowe, which is an incredible listen. If you haven't done so, you do that. Um, Sam Anderson wrote the book Boomtown. He talked a lot about the relationship uh, of the Oklahoma City Thunder, James Harden, Kevin Durant, like that whole kind of thing, and had a very intimate portrait of what the organization is like, which is which is just really, really neat to listen to that, but also read the book. Um, I think, and, and I think you and Alex mentioned this as well, but um, the way we view the Harden trade in hindsight is so unfair in a lot of ways, and it'll always be part of our history forever. Yeah, uh, which is great, exciting. Uh, but the other part <laughs> of it is like the hindsight way that that Lowe spoke about making the wrong choice between Russ and Harden is just unfair because it was not even they would have been destroyed at the time. It wasn't a debate if they traded. There was not. It was Russ. not even a conversation that was None. happening. You know, no. like that's not the way that things were. No, it was wow. Russell Westbrook was incredible. Man, James Harden sucked in the finals. Is he even a guy? Like we'd like to, of course, we'd like to have him on our team moving forward. But there were people that were saying like, oh, Kevin Martin's a lot better than James Harden. Like people Listen, said that kind of crap. Bill Simmons and Howard Beck have changed history when it comes to this. They have changed how people remember <laughs> like this year and how this trade was going. Like the debate, there was a legit debate. Is it better for the Thunder to have Serge Ibaka or James Harden? And at the time, the discussion and the debate made sense for both players. Yeah. It doesn't make sense now. But at that time, if the if the idea was you're choosing between those two, and now we figured out they didn't have to choose between those two. But all this just to remind people like – James Harden 
it's not like we traded MVP James Harden. We didn't really know. This is the James Harden that just like kind of crapped out in the finals mm-hmm. and played really bad and was really bad on defense, and we didn't really know what his ceiling was going to be. Yeah. Now everyone tells you, oh, it was so obvious what his ceiling was going to be. That just wasn't true at the time. They've changed history because they hate Oklahoma City. It's true. It's all true. Yeah, and as far as the question, would either he or Russ be the players they are today? I think the answer is no, and that's assuming they stay together, that this team stays together, uh, that they win a title, that they've got James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. Uh, I don't know how long you can sustain that team uh, because they all like to have the ball and need the ball. Uh, in order to be happy. I mean, Kevin Durant said he left the Warriors because he didn't have the ball enough, basically. Because they play too good of basketball. Did you see Steph Curry's interview about no. that? Dude, it's What'd he great. say? What'd he say? Steph was like, you know, we all want to play ISO basketball, but he said, I'd rather have titles than play ISO basketball. Which is like Dang. literally putting the Warriors versus the way the Thunder did it, right? He was so, he was, you have to go, you have to go watch it. So, yeah. like, you could listen to it, but he was on the jump, and Rachel Nichols inter- was interviewing him. It was really pretty awesome. Steph, here's the deal, man. I'm back in the place where I enjoy the Warriors. Steph is great, man. He is really He's great. also stepping in to play for Team USA. Like, he's committing to be a part of the 2020 team. Yeah. Like, come on. If you were think of how annoying Kevin Durant is, is if if you're a warrior, you're like, hey, Kevin Durant, come over here. You can get some titles like with you. The way we play, we'll just win a bunch. It'll be so easy. That's exactly how it was. Yeah. And then on his way out, he starts kind of saying he's too good or like your team doesn't work for him. And if I'm Steph, I'm like, dude, we gave you two titles. Yeah. And like you didn't have them without us. You came here for that, you know? He That is very annoying. <laughs> I can't wait for the Dray, Draymond interview. That's the one I'm waiting for. I wonder yeah. if he'll say something. I'm ex- oh, he's, oh, you wonder yeah, if Draymond's going to say something. He's a new Draymond. Yeah. All right, next Twitter question is from at T underscore Mac 120. Did I miss something? This is for you, Andrew. Did I miss something? When are you going to finish the over-unders without baby cakes? Oh, sorry. So next week, okay. we will. We just... Both Alex and I didn't have time to prepare for really anything this past week. So we asked for questions, and then we did the pod we did. And so we'll finish them next week, and it really will get us us to media day. And then the next week we'll have, like, real NBA content to talk about. Nice. So It's here. It's here. Next question. This is a – this is one just for fun. This is from at Bradzilla, yo. Top five power rankings for burgers in Oklahoma City. And if you haven't eaten the paddy wagon – I'd re- recommend it before this power ranking. Have you had Paddy Wagon? I haven't. I've heard it's great, though. It's good. Down there on 36th in May? Yeah. Used to be a Whataburger? I've had it once, but it's been probably like five or six years ago. Like, didn't change your life? It did not change my life. I forgot that it existed, actually, until I read this TQ. Nick's is still probably my favorite. If you haven't been there, it's down on, like, the original one's down on, like, 10th and Penn. Yeah. It's delicious. I've never I've what we waited in line one day. It's so it, it's And we were we were in line for like 20 minutes and we were still like only halfway through the line and I've got children with me. I'm like we have to leave. I'm not 100% sure it's worth the wait. Yeah. Just truthfully. 
Um, what else? What are your other burger places? Taylor, you're not a beef fan. Where do you get a good veggie burger? Well, you're in Tulsa now, too, so I'm not sure this really qualifies you. No, it doesn't. But I'll tell you, I spent $12 on an Impossible Burger at this burger place, and it did not come with a drink or fries, and I was so upset about it. Isn't that crazy? $12. Have for- you had the Impossible Whopper? No, and that's only six. That's like I can get a meal of that for seven dollars at Burger King. I went to Burger King yesterday. They're sold out. Regular Popeyes over there. Wow. What's funny? (laughs) What's funny to me too is how, like, we know the cost of veggies, and we know the cost of beef. Like, yeah, but the Impossible Patty is is different. It's It's more expensive right now, just because of the popularity, supply and demand. Yeah, it's getting a lot. Uh, they're they're starting to produce them more, so soon they'll be available retail. But I know, like you have to, restaurants have to buy so many cases of them for them to be uh, affordable. So I think that's what happened that's with cool. me at this place. Yeah, that makes sense. You've kind yeah. of you've kind yeah. of parted your hair down the middle, Taylor. If you're not, yeah, you I can't did. see this, but he's on Skype and he he's not, rocking not the butt kinda. cut. The butt, butt cut, cut. which take a, take a picture. Both Andrew had and I had. And when I was it younger. was a popular cut back it in was, the day. I think uh, I had Alex the, and Luke were talking about it. I had it. the two really embarrassing popular cuts. The butt cut was one of them. And then I also had the bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had the bowl. Whoa. <sighs> so it looked, bad. It looked like a mushroom. So bad. Anyway. Uh, okay. Back to burgers. SMB is really good. I do like them. Garage is probably my favorite garage right is now. Really the good. garage is Oh, for okay. Hold on, hold on. Stop in the garage. For the price and the quality of food, it's the best, right? It's very, very good. It's pretty hot combination. I do the sticky finger. It's got a little peanut butter, bacon, jalapeno, marmalade. We've definitely talked about this. I know. Oh yeah, we have. Any other burgers? Any burgers we miss? Like you haven't talked about? Does Johnny's get in your top five? Yeah, Johnny's is good. All right. It's good. good. So that's a good one. And I'll I'll go to the paddy wagon, Brad. I promise you. Johnny's is fine. I like a good burger. Stop. It's Next, fine. No, I mean, it's overrated. It is. Well, it's not anymore because it's... And overpriced. It's struggle bus right now for Johnny's. They've closed the location. They're remodeling one on Britain. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not a lot of Johnny's. I'm a little Johnny's right. nervous. Because people have eaten real good burgers <laughs> yeah. at other places. You ever had the like, Johnny's wait. burger bar? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll cater it occasionally at the church. Yep pretty good i had it on wednesday nice yeah next question is from at alton jack i think the thing that excites me most about shay is the fact that he is six six point he is a six six point guard that can shoot and defend that's a bit of a unicorn isn't it if he meets his potential i think his value is more in the end than a six to six foot three point guard with more talent now what do you guys think I always forget that Shea's 6'6". We had this exact conversation probably yesterday. Yeah. Because whenever Isaiah Thomas, and we'll act, there's actually a Twitter question about this, Isaiah Thomas is out for the Wizards. Not that they were planning on him being some sort of like foundational piece for their team. Right. But it made me think about Schroeder and the fit of Schroeder here and the fit of Schroeder. Like, you know, if that would be a trade destination for him, team looking for a point guard, uh, wants to be relevant, you know, at least somewhat relevant. Um, and the reminder that Andrew sent me back, like Shea can play off the ball really well. And all three of them technically yeah. kind of can. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry, everybody. Some sort of auto ad, man. That's the worst. <laughs> but I, I did think about that as far as um, him being 6'6 changes the dynamic of how he fits on the floor. Yeah. 
with the rest of those guards. And so, anyway, it wasn't really a question. Actually, okay, the unicorn part is that is he is that kind of a unicorn? He's got to prove it from the three point line to me. Yeah, I mean, last season he took 139 threes. It's not a lot. So I'm I need to see more of that. He took 1.7 threes per game. Outside of the outside of the freaks at that position, like uh, Ben Simmons, and if you consider LeBron sometimes to be a point guard, right? Like who's who else is in that six? I know Sean Livingston was like the first one that I remember of people being like, yeah, oh, here's this new wave of what a point guard. There's can not be. a lot of point guards that are that big. Yeah, I'm Jamal Murray's Magic big. Johnson. Everyone, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, I'm saying in the modern like the last ten years, Magic Johnson. Everyone. Yeah, I mean, as far as like guys in the in the league today, there's just not a lot of those guys. Usually, and he's his the fluidity that he has with the ball is is pretty rare for a guy that size. So, yeah, um, looks good. It it makes you know trying to fit everything together a lot easier. Now he is super skinny, like he's under two hundred pounds. Harden six five. Yeah. So if you consider him a point guard, he's up there. Right. So, and yeah, he's... Which I'm not sure that's true, actually, but that's fine. What? He's six About five, him being 6'5"? Uh, like, oh, I, yeah. I saw him at Target, mm-hmm. and I didn't look up to him. Yeah, I don't know. I've never... Like, admire him. Sorry. Two different things. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell him? He said, I don't look up to you. Uh, Just hey, letting bro, you know. You're Have not a good my day. role model. Just so you know. <laughs> no, Jay was wearing the beard shirt, and he put the beard up over his face. Hey, man, look at this. Here's my belly. <laughs> all right, next one from at Will Colton Bell. Would you trade all of the first-round picks that Oklahoma City has to acquire Zion? Oh, that's a really good question. It is. Yes. Zion and Shea as your yes. foundation. All of them? 15? <laughs> all of them. Is it really how many first-round picks we have? That's wild. Listen, listen, I would listen. Not. I would not. You have this many picks to what? Hopefully get Zion. To get somebody like, like that Zion. and more. And more. Yeah, you can figure it out. So you put Zion on a team that already has more. Zion, Shea Gilgis, Steven Adams. Chris Paul. Robertson. What? Chris Paul. Ferguson. Huh? Chris Paul. <laughs> Basley. No, see, to me, the thing is, if you trade all of your picks – and you get Zion, you're on the, the time started. You got to build a team around these guys that actually with wins, what that actually has to Let's win. Go. And, you have no, and your option is free agency, and which ha- the Thunder struggle mightily with. You're in Oklahoma City, yeah. and you're capped out already. So Let's I, go. <laughs> so I would not. Taylor's ready. It's Tim. It's, you're crazy, man. It's you don't. What? That one? Not what crazy. I'm not crazy. Half. I'll give you're him half, crazy. half my picks. Which is still an incredibly I'd give ten ridiculous haul. I give ten. We're, we're using numbers like ten and fifteen for draft if picks, he, first round draft. I picks. give ten. That's if funny. he's LeBron James, LeBron James, we don't know that he is. What if he's not LeBron if James? He is. What well, if, at least you got best chance at it. What if he's high jumping Julius Randle? No, I'm just saying. What if? He's saying, what if? I'm just saying, I feel like Andrew's always valued the idea of a player from draft picks than actual real players. That's probably your natural predisposition when you talk about this. Yeah, I don't like real players. You're a huge fan of draft picks. 
personally not a fan of who they draft. Yeah, I've not watched basketball in years. I just study the draft. I just Picks. look at draft. I just look at mock drafts. That's it. That's what I thought. Did you yeah. know that Andrew is actually the curator of NBA draft.net? That's me. That's him. That's true. That's not Did true. you know Zion Williamson hasn't even played in the NBA and his per 36 is 35 points per game, uh, <laughs> 15 rebounds, and eight assists? Man, if he can do that, yeah, I'd give at least 10 draft picks. Next question from at tall curly dude. KFC donut fried chicken sandwich or a donut burger? So if you haven't seen this, KFC's getting in the conversation. Popeye's doesn't get to dominate this world anymore. So KFC's like, hey, oh, you want to make just like a normal chicken sandwich? We'll put donuts on top and bottom of it. Yeah. And it sounds horrible. It sounds awful. I don't really want a donut burger or I don't need a donut chicken. bun. Give me a Hawaiian roll if I'm going to have like a <sighs> sweet bun, right? Absolutely, man. Like I don't was, want, I don't need sugar all over the bun. Well, the thing is, how do you eat that thing? It has to come in a pretty substantial package. Yeah, like the wrap, the paper wrapping. Yeah, it has it. to. You would want it to. Yeah, I don't want my hands on it. You don't want to just no. be but I guess you just do you, you don't wrap your donut, do you? <clears throat> Sometimes. I'll eat it with a napkin. Yeah. That's very proper of you. Well, do you do most, that at church so that when you're shaking hands, you're not getting donut I'm trying, residue on here's people? Here's one of the things I'm doing. For some reason, for some reason, I can tell you the exact reason, <laughs> I'm avoiding donuts on Sunday mornings because I love donuts. Donuts are good. I could eat a lot of donuts. Yeah. And we have them just readily available on Sunday morning. I know, man. So it's a problem. It is. There's donuts in church. Just, just go together. Jay doesn't want diabetes. That's a and good Jay, thing. I'm Jay proud is, of you. Jay is working very hard at going towards diabetes, and I need to kind of do a few things to walk away from diabetes. I'm proud of you, Jay. Well, thank you. Taylor, are you proud of me? Uh, yeah, very. so proud of you. I, don't, you. I don't know what I'm proud are of you, you about. Are you eating I'm, a donut Impossible Burger? Impossible Donut Burger? Yeah, I probably would. But also KFC. <laughs> KFC, this isn't new for them. KFC has the marketing and making insane sandwiches down. Yeah, they did double, double down, down. Yeah, way ahead of the game. It was man. like two chicken, two chicken, two fried chicken breasts with like a, I don't know, with cheese and bacon in the middle. Yeah, and like you know, other people saying KFC's late to this. No man, everyone else is like KFC. That's true. They know what they're doing. I will say this: KFC is the one place that like. Because there was this movement a few years ago where, like, health, like everybody wanted to try to be a little healthier. And so, like, most of these places offered, like, oh, now we have a salad option. You can do yeah. your fries in different oil. And KFC's like, you know what we're going to do? Double down. We're going to be the ob- the obese <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> you want to go healthy? Don't come to KFC. You want mac and cheese with chicken and gravy and mashed potatoes and all that stuff in one bowl? Come on over. Yep. Yeah, I'm doing going. a $5 box with just uh, everything's fried. <laughs> fried mashed potatoes, fried wedges, fried chicken, fried gravy, like, $5. You want the state fair year-round? Yep. Come yep. to KFC. Have you, did you eat the double down, Taylor? No, I didn't try it. I know Luke did. Yeah. So uh, we need, it. We need course, to bring this back up. Yeah, Luke we'll bring did. that back next time. All right, next question from at CJ underscore Pike. What would you do 
if Gallo says he would like to stay along for the rebuild? Uh, that's cute. Um, but I hope you enjoy Portland. <laughs> Gallo? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm in the super minority in the fact that I'm like, dude, if you're going to get the 27th pick or just keep Gallo and be fun this year, like I'll just keep Gallo. But I'm, like I said, very much the minority on that. McKelly said that one time, and I was like, yeah. I don't, he's he's good. Pick. The thing is that if you do want to have that top five pick, you can't have, you're not going to have Shea and Gallo and Steven Adams on your team. Yeah, but I just told you, man. You can get Donovan Mitchell or Giannis or Kawhi. Or <laughs> that, it's the rest. That's how. Draymond Green was in like the second round. You that's got to just pick. That's the recipe is <laughs> just pick in the middle. Yeah. That's how most teams get awesome <laughs> like, is that they just pick the in the middle. Because it's like also Cole Aldrich and Cameron Payne. <laughs> All right, next question from at Vito. Dude, we could get Denzel Valentine, the Denzel oh, Valentine gosh, equivalent. I love it. Love it. Adrian Reggie Jackson. Payne. Reggie Jackson. There's a lot of really good picks in the 15. To 20 range. All right, next question from TJ at, Leaf for crying out loud. At Vito 00608363. I appreciate the name. Uh, should we just buy low on all the disappointing young players like Foltz, Nikila, 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 Nilakina, Nikila? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Nilakina. He did not have a T in there. Nilakina, yeah. Uh, Mobamba, Josh Jackson, etc. They won't cost much, and if one of them pan out, it'll be worth it. I kind of think so. Yeah, I don't know that. Like, I don't know that a guy like Bamba is just available they're not ready. for nothing. Yeah, they're not ready to move on from him. I would not assume. I think the Magic would like to see what they can get out of Fultz. You know, like what the what the Magic did to get Fultz. Yeah, I think the Thunder need to be doing moves like that. Um, Josh Jackson's a little different, just because he's kind of a crazy person, and I don't know that you just want to bring those kind of guys along at the very beginning. But I like the idea. I, I think that that is is definitely something that the Thunder will try to do, is and they tried to do that throughout, really, their entire tenure. You know, they went and got Ennis Cantor, who was kind of an unhappy guy. At you know, <clears throat> that's like the third or fourth big man on Utah. They went and got uh, Dion Waiters, who was kind of damaged goods out of Cleveland. Those are both top five picks in the draft. Yeah, and so I think. Yeah, I think Sam has always valued those guys. I mean, they got Hashim Thabit, second pick in the draft. Like They went after a lot of those kind of guys. Yep. And so I think they'll continue to do that. If they can get Mobamba for like a future first, I think they would probably try to do that. Ultra-protected super for future first, yeah. Yeah, you protect one of those, like lottery protect one of those picks and trade for Mobamba, great. If you can get Nilakina for a second-round pick, awesome. Like, I think that, yeah, you do that. I think you have to be careful who you go after. Because, I mean, if Josh, I don't know about Josh Jackson. I don't think he's any good. And uh, I think he's kind of a crazy guy. You could buy pretty low on him, is the only thing I would say. But Well, Memphis already did. This is worth it. Yeah, Memphis has him. They just may not pick his option up. Yeah, if, if he's a free agent, I mean. All I know for Josh Jackson, if he's a free agent, more likely that means he's heading to China. Probably. Like, that means that, like, Memphis, two teams that are awful. Memphis that's rebuilding that needs to go after guys Phoenix, like that. Phoenix that was, well, meandering and whatever Phoenix, Phoenix is, is. Phoenix, yeah. But yeah. Phoenix was tr- is trying to get rid of, like, the guys that, that were kind of poisonous to their locker room. Josh Jackson and, oh, who's the, who's the guy the Pacers got for nothing? Uh, TJ Warren. TJ Warren, yeah. Both those guys were viewed as kind of 
bad guys Problem. in the locker room. So I don't, the Thunder don't aren't looking for those kind of guys. No, 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 no. All right, this next question is for me. It's from at Nick Clayson or Classen. What is J. Ralph Smith's top five power ranking for former NBA player commentators? So this is a question I asked Andrew and Alex, and they, they put it back on me, and I get it. I deserve it. Well, Jay, what's your top five? Come on, Jay. Because it's hard. But here's some people you forget about. Okay. Number one, mm-hmm. on the pantheon of NBA announcers, in my mind, Kenny Smith. Yeah. I think he's the best. He's good. My second favorite, Tim Legler. Mm. Legs. You just don't even think about Tim Legler. <laughs> but Tim Legler's fantastic. I don't think about Tim Legler. <laughs> Number three on my pantheon. Legs. <laughs> Number three on my pantheon, Charles Barkley. Okay. I love Charles Barkley. I want to be Charles Barkley's friend. Yeah. I don't love anything he says pretty much, but I love listening to him say it. Yeah. Number four. And this is where it gets a little rocky. I really like John Barry. Oh, yeah. He doesn't do a ton, but he's a really, mm, really bears. good one. Bears. Brent does. or John? The bald one. Yeah, John. Yeah, John. I'm not Brent's, as, Brent's okay, but John is good. Whoa. Brent works for an NBA team now. I'm way more of a Brentman. I like John. I am too. But that's is that only because of the starters, though? Yeah. And that's not – it's a legitimate it's not, reason. It's not a bad reason. It's a legitimate Sorry, I shouldn't reason. Sorry, I shouldn't have said only. I should have said, yeah, because of the starters. Huh. Exactly. And the fifth Legs. one. <laughs> and the fifth one, I didn't know this happened. I didn't know Chauncey Bills got let go. He's the fifth best NBA guy that does analysis. They pretty much changed their whole team. Beetle, everybody got let go. Beetle's gone? Beetle's gone? Beetle's gone. Mother. <sighs> yeah. That's my ESPN crush, you know. It should be. Has been since college. There's some Beetle beef out there. People what? Like Let, go on. I don't really know a whole lot beyond that. Um, we'll say so. But she got That's let go. All you have. She got let go. Pretty much that whole, it's going to be a whole new team. Like who's wow. in the team? I think Rachel Nichols and somebody, one other gal that I didn't know who was doing oh. like NFL stuff is going to be doing that show why not just have literally nobody but Doris Burke yeah the jump Doris Burke by herself you know why because NBA she's pre- gonna be NBA pregame countdown Doris Burke by herself she's so I've walked by her a few times and it's, it's just I've never been more starstruck Jackie McMullen also fantastic yeah she's great that's wild man it's wild man it's wild man yeah, that's wild, man. Legs, legs, legs. Paul, Paul Pierce, horrible. But he let go. He let go. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. I was kind of hoping he didn't though, because he's become like this entertaining fellow who doesn't know what he's talking about, and it's. I kind of look forward to it. I would actually turn up my TV just to hear what Paul Pierce had to say. I know, not me. It makes me nauseous. <laughs> and probably everybody else because... Maria Taylor. He's not working for them anymore. Yeah, they're doing... They made some big changes. Yeah, and they're really... Like, Rachel Nichols has maneuvered her way, and she's really good. She's really, But she is, really like, the good. NBA voice on ESPN now. She's made herself that with the jump. She's fantastic. She's great. So, no. So, to be fair, Michelle Beta will be working on air somewhere else. 
Oh no, but oh. Not, maybe maybe not even ESPN. There's she won't some, even be at ESPN. Maybe not. Beetle beef man. Beetlejuice. Beetle. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice. All right. Next, I'm going to do these back to back. I'm going to let you guys talk about these as I step away for a second. Uh, from at Jonathan T V T F V and then at Ben Vance. So back to back questions. The first one is the potential starting lineup for game one. So if you're going to predict right now who's going to be the starting five. Uh, and then the other thing that Ben Vance asks is in what order will the Thunder introduce the starting lineup at the first game? So you all mm-hmm. you tackle that one, all right? That is interesting. Okay. Taylor, let's go with the starting lineup first. Who do you think starts? Who do I think starts game one? Game one. Chris Paul, Shea, Steven Adams. Uh-huh. Gallo. Mm, Gallo. Basically, the question is who starts at the three, right? Yeah, I think I guess Ferg. I guess Ferg. I think it's gonna be Ferg. The only other option, the only other options are Andre Robertson, as if Andre's back and he's playing really well. They could start him, or if my man Deontay just blows up in training camp (laughs) and just just snags a starting spot. No, that's not happening. So it's really between Ferguson and Robertson. I think. I think it'll be Ferg. Camp. I think it'll be Ferg right now, but camp and preseason stuff could it could change that. What if Robertson is like back? If he's back back, he starts. This is not even if a question. He's back back back. If he's back 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 legs, he's starting. <laughs> okay, so this is weird because for eleven years the Thunder announced the starting lineup and it started with Russell Westbrook. And that's not true. Earl Watson got the start before Russell did, but yeah, you know what I mean. So now, when they announce the starting lineup, who's announced first? It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be so weird. Who is gonna be announced first? Well, who's gonna be announced last? Chris Paul. Huh? It's gonna be Chris On the Paul first game. to start with. Maybe Danilo uh, goes first. Yeah, maybe they do Steven first, just to like, I don't, just for a home a home crowd hometown thing yeah maybe so i think steven would prefer to just be hidden away yeah but they'll uh, like they'll just throw him around they'll do they'll use him for whatever they need yeah pr wise this year yeah that's probably true um so you could say steven and chris will be the kind of the bookends right yeah i think so and i think that's what matters like it doesn't really matter who goes second third fourth right no that never matters I don't know. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I mean, where was Cephalosha? You could you couldn't even tell me. I know second, third, fourth. I have no idea. But what, what really matters in that question, and it's a good question from Ben because it it's just part of just your like routine and like going to the arena and you hear the starting lineup, and it's always been you start with the point guard, you end with the superstar small forward, you know. Yeah, that's how it's always been, and now they have Chris Paul on their team, and it is going to be super weird to hear the starting lineup for the Thunder because they always say for your Oklahoma City Thunder, and this doesn't really feel like our Oklahoma City Thunder it does to me right now. You know what I mean, though? No, no, no. Where are they like, putting Shea? So what different. if they? What if they do that with Shea right off the bat? Though? Shea's last or Shea's first? Uh, I think first you can get away with a little easier if you need to change it later. 
Last is like if you put Shea last, it's totally and then halfway through the right. season he sucks. It's a little harder to get away from that, you know. But first, I don't think people remember as much. Yeah. Well, I mean, when they announced the starting lineup the year with after Kevin Durant, like who did they put last that year? Who did Grant? they put? I don't know. I don't. I think it was always like a nondescript person. I remember Josh Hustis being a guy that was announced last. <laughs> Not quite as important. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you so two me, using that so as validation guess. for your love for Josh Eustace. So since I just got back. <laughs> I like me, Josh Eustace. Let me guess who you – I did too, man. <laughs> let me guess who you put as your starting five. Steven Adams. Yeah. Danilo Gallinari. Yeah. Chris nope. Paul. Yeah. Nope. Shea Gillages. Alexander. Yeah. yeah. Dre? I think Terrence will start. That's what I think. Hmm. Unless Robertson's back, back, back. Unless he's back, back, back. Which we'll know, which is kind of crazy. We'll know soon-ish. We'll know in the next two weeks. Isn't that crazy? Like, we've been waiting so long to see Dre. I forgot about him. I did too. Nowadays, I forgot <laughs> about him. All right, next question from Adam Miguel Devella. Sorry, 25. Who would Taylor rather have on the Thunder, DeMar DeRozan or Chris Paul? Oh, good oh, question. Oh, man, I didn't see this one before. <laughs> if you could trade. Chris Paul. Okay. Chris Paul. Oh, that was, it's not, not it, I didn't, it didn't take that much thought. I, this is not. How about, what about this? DeMar's expiring. I don't care. Okay. Has uh, nothing to do with their contracts. This next and what I mean by that, I mean he's dying. Like his, he's actually going to oh, expire. Oh, and <laughs> I could witness it. Huh? huh. Wow, that changes something. This next question's from at OKC Dunder One. I'm in college. This is just funny to me. So I'm in college. My professor just said almost everyone in here was born before 2008. Does my professor think some of us are 11 years old? Is there an 11-year-old in here I can't see? Am I 11? I don't think you're 11, but I appreciate the question. Next question from at Shawnee, 69696969. I need to know more about that. I don't know. It's amazing. I'll let him just DM you. Next one. Oh, you don't have a Twitter account. Yeah. Although Taylor, Taylor's two cents is still out there, man, if you want it. It came across it this week. Is it week. really? Yeah, I came across it this week. All right. How, what do you mean you came across it? It was one of those like people you may follow or people you may know or something. Oh, there's a, there's a Twitter. Yeah. Oh, bye. I'm not a part of this podcast anymore. All right. Next one is from Shawnee six nine six nine six nine six nine. Who is a Thunder going to use in their main promo pictures this year? I think the Thunder are moving toward more of team stuff like. This is more, it's, it's not going to be about individual players. You think they'll use any sort of three musketeers language? All for one, one for all. I mean, that's taken by the Cavaliers, but. <sighs> Which kind of fits them, apparently. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be difficult. I mean, if it's going to be anybody, it'll be Steven or Shea, probably. If you're going to feature somebody, it's going to be one of those guys. Because, like, the organization knows that their best players currently on the team are not going to be transit there. yeah right so transient it's difficult so the, it, i don't think it'll be anything like that i think if they're going to do anything maybe they'll put the whole starting five out there yeah and i think they'll do if you if you're in oklahoma city you see like almost everybody gets a billboard somewhere you know so you'll have oh yeah i mean chris paul and Danilla. yeah yeah i think they'll probably i mean truthfully like knowing the future of this team they'll probably do some like 
substantial promo stuff with the with Chris and Danilo and Shay and then yeah. and then like also have like hey here's who's also probably still going to be on the roster in a year yeah. so let's do that you know or not a year but in eight months they'll they'll have to do some promos for those yeah for I Chris th- Paul I, and I those think guys. maybe I'm crazy I think they're going to be kind of in on the Chris Paul train for this year unless Miami wants to Soon. take him. Yeah. But I think they're going to start the season like, this is Chris's team. Like, we're going to really try to, you know, see what we can be with this. Because you at least have to project that. Yeah, you got to, yeah. You but have to project like, that you. Well, we don't know. We really hope somebody takes Chris off our hands. Right. Yeah, you can't. You got to play the game. You have to play the game. All right, here we go. This is for, uh, this is from at O underscore God. Am I the only one who wants to see a lineup with Shea, Danilo, uh, Diallo, Burton, Basley, and Adams? I just want to see some dunks. Is he the only one? No, I mean, that would be fun. Petty Pendergrass? I think they'd be really bad, but they would be fun. Man, they would dunk the ball, and they would turn it over a lot. There'd be some dunks. There'd Except be some, okay. some, some big-time bricks. From that crew, <laughs> I don't know if ba- I know Basley can dunk, obviously, but Basley, I'm intrigued to see if he gets any minutes. I don't think he will. I have year. no way of knowing. Yeah, I have absolutely no way of knowing. I could my if I were to predict, I would say he's not going to play a whole lot, but I have no way of knowing that. That yep. was just it's just a gut feeling, and that's it. That's all I've got. That's all you got. You watching Basley on Instagram? Huh? Where he's Cooking ground beef from the ground. You guys what? watching this? He's like, you got to go watch his Instagram. Cooking ground beef from the ground? That's what he said. He's he's like talking about this dish he's going to make. I'm, he's like, I got some ground beef from the ground. You guys haven't heard this? <laughs> Great. Um, you, I'm glad you guys love the thunder. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> All right. Next question from at the underscore Sternlight. Who is the first coach getting fired this year? Scott Brooks? Man, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. He's got two years left on his Kenny team. Atkinson? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Frank Vogel? Frank Vogel is like, that's, you joke. But he's got Jason Kidd and Lionel Hollins on his bench. And if LeBron says, I like that guy better. You think that they're not going to fire Frank Vogel? They'll fire him, man. That Lakers organization is crazy still. What about D'Antoni? I have, I would guess not. They didn't extend him. They didn't extend him. If they come out rocky, like... It's possible. They've done know. that before. They fired McHale. And for Tita, we just don't know what to expect from that guy. Dude, he's crazy. He's crazy. Who coaches the Hornets? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> like if they fire the coach of the Hornets, like, oh yeah, James Borrego. What a poor choice that would be. Who, um, James Borrego is the same age as Vince Carter. Most teams that you get fired from are teams with high expectations, right? Or a team that's just been dysfunctional for a long time, which would be maybe a Scott Brooks thing. Yeah, I don't think that there's. I think the Lakers firing Vogel is probably the easiest way to go because, like, you look. Down like Minnesota just hired a new coach. Yeah, like U- Utah is not going to fire Snyder. The Kings are always Denver's a candidate to keep, fire their coach. Denver's going to keep Malone, but they just hired Luke Walton. Ty Lue is hitting, isn't Ty Lue one of his assistants now? Like his head assistant? I don't. I, I thought I saw that. 
Yeah, Portland's not going to trade right. Stotts or fire Stotts. Like, they just gave him an extension. No. Oklahoma City going to fire Donovan? I, I mean, maybe. I don't think they did midseason. I don't think they would either. Um, I don't think so. But I wouldn't say it's impossible. Like Carlisle Stan. Like, I do wonder. So here's one. What about a shoot? The coach in Philadelphia. Oh. Brett Brown? Yeah, Brett Brown. If if they get off to a really bad start, maybe. Yeah. But they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah. All right. Next question from at Bangelope. Would you rather go without beer or coffee for the rest of your life? Beer. Beer. It's not really close. I wouldn't survive without coffee. What about you, Taylor? I'd go without beer. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about going with... Guys, can I say... Let's talk about alcohol for a minute. Okay. I know it's a alcohol is a shortcut to um, easily access your emotions, maybe some spiritual thoughts, unless you get too drunk. It's a shortcut. That's all it is. Uh, but there are so many health issues with alcohol that I'm learning about yeah. that are scaring the crap out of me. And I'm just saying, if you like alcohol, do not look into it. Okay? Ignorance is bliss. That's all I'm saying. Don't do it. It's making me reconsider. Like what, man? Like life choices. Yeah, I I know what it's making you reconsider. Like I get that. But oh. like what? Give me give me some examples. Uh, what, it's, what's happening? It's the amount. So when you drink alcohol, it's not just one thing that it's doing. It's the amount of things it's affecting in your body at once. Like there, like your liver. It's dehydrating you. It's I guess chemically, it's really close to the same. I don't know what you would call it compound that gasoline is, but it has sugar in it. And so, I mean, essentially, you're just poisoning yourself with alcohol, and that's what it is. That's yeah. what you're feeling. And um, it's effects, it affects your muscles. It affects basically every part of your body. Yeah. It's not like other things that just affect one thing. There's a weird side effect. It's not good for you. I don't you. know, man. It's not good it's for you. Very, it's very bad for you. Even the wine thing. You know, do you remember when people were like, oh, wine's actually good for your heart? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not, that's not true. Yeah, I mean that's like, been debunked. So everything is moderation, right? Like, like I can take a yeah. couple shots yeah. of gasoline and probably be okay. <laughs> yeah, right. But also, uh, did you know binge drinking is considered four drinks in one day? Just something to think about. I didn't know that. I do now. Yep, that yeah. is what is like considered binge drinking, and that it's like just four drinks in one day. Just something to think about. I feel like this is unfair to have this conversation without Luke being here. I think that's true. He needs to hear it. He needs to hear it. That's what I'm saying. So we're going to redo this next week with him, okay? Yeah. Educate yourselves, people. I do Actually, all- Bud, Light, Bud Light isn't actually alcohol, so I think he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more Twitter question. This is from Chris of Motion, and he wants to know, where should he take his wife, Bangelope, for a birthday treat. Hertz Donut? Dunkin' Donuts? Some other donut shop? Really, this is a what's your favorite donut question. Taylor, you're in Tulsa. They're in Tulsa. Have you found a good donut Hertz, shop in Tulsa? Hertz Donuts, great. Do they have a um, Hertz Donut they, in Tulsa? Yeah, they have a really good one. They have a really cool one downtown. Um, it's it's really big, and it's uh, brick and mortar, and uh, it's in a cool spot in town. It's good. Hertz is good. There's, can you eat more than one? No. 
They're monstrous. Which is probably I can't okay. eat more than one do- any kind of donut, especially Krispy Kreme. I don't. I'm not a Krispy Kreme fan. I mean, I'll eat it. Could you eat a day? I could eat more than one daylight donut. Right? Yeah, I don't feel right about myself after I do that. Did you know that binge donut eating is more than one donut? Okay? <laughs> it's more than, it's more than one donut. <laughs> uh, I think Hearth's donuts is a good option. I do think that if, when you when you find the right. Donut like these like individual donut shops like not chain but oh, like, no, dude they can be incredible yep and they can treat you right donut nest right down the street man donut nest is really good the route, one down on 39th and council you've always talked route about. 66 donuts really good or root I always say Whether, root but I don't know which which is route I don't know <laughs> <laughs> wow Jay that's good did you know that did you know that kind donuts that are the are the only things left in this world that cost under a dollar. Hey, dog, stop watching Netflix documentaries, man. I didn't know that. Did you know that donuts are made of this chemical that makes your whole entire brain rot away? They're finding oh, out that I, donuts I are the root of Alzheimer's. Did you know that? You know you I, I saw it on a Netflix documentary. If you, if you eat a donut. Don't get defensive, Don't get defensive just because I'm, kind, I'm ruining one of your favorite things. Listen, it's been very emotionally painful for me. to. I'm saying don't look into it. And then you ask me questions. <laughs> I'm get, if you ask me questions, I'm going to answer them. Don't look into it. If you like it, don't look into it. Just be blissfully ignorant. Yes. How many things in your life do you wish you were blissfully ignorant about still? Almost all of them. Lots of things. Yeah, of course. So was, many things. <laughs> I say this. So number one, Chris, that was really sweet of you. We appreciate you reaching out to us. And happy freaking birthday, Bangelo. Happy birthday, Bangelo. Bangelo's great. She is. She is. We got a Tulsa it's, crew. We... I, I promise this will be the third season where we said it, but we're don't, going, don't, we're don't gonna, promise it. Jay, we're going to eventually think about potentially and possibly sometime down the road, maybe eventually cool. possibly go to Tulsa. Yeah, possibly it's possible. Hey, well, you all can just do a live pot at Taylor's house. I bet yeah. we could do it at heirloom. I don't know what that heirloom is. rustic ales. Everyone in Tulsa does. It's good, bro. And they're right across from my uh, work. I bet we could do that, bro. Yeah, bro. Did you see the documentary about heirlooms? Yeah. Everything that's an heirloom item is haunted by the soul of its previous right. owner. You just got to be careful, bro. Hey. Stay informed. See, little uh, little advertisement for our event, October 10th. Is it official? At Blue Garden. It's official. We're doing Ooh, a... Blue Garden. We're doing a Thunder trivia night. It's Saying fun. goodbye to an old era. We're beginning a new Thunder era. And we are going to have, so you need to form a trivia team. How many, like four people? Oh, yeah. So four person teams. If you have one, you need to either email or DM me. Register your team so that we know that you guys are coming. Get the smartest Thunder people you got, because we're going to have some really cool prizes from our sponsors. Uh, Probably worth quite a bit of money. And you're going to show up in your old Thunder gear. Yep. So the most... The thing that's in your closet you're most embarrassed to wear out in public that you're just like, I could never wear that anywhere. Wear it that night. Whether I have this Kevin Durant MVP shirt that I'm probably going to wear. The black one? Oh, man. It's like dark blue. <laughs> like, that's probably what I'm going to wear. And it's like, has like names like his scoring titles and all that stuff. Like, I would never wear that. Like, I'll n- probably never wear but that But you also didn't want to get rid of it. But it's in the back of my closet still. And so every, I'm, I'm convinced that all Thunder fans have these shirts. And maybe some of you have donated all of them, and I probably have some that you could wear. But come October 10th, 
We'll start at seven o'clock. Get your trivia team, man. And it's going to be great. It's it going to be really fun. I'm putting together the trivia questions right now. Uh, it's going to be really, it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy stuff. So the, uh, the winners will get a much-deserved big-time prize. And we're not, we are not live potting. We're not going to live pot. The whole point of this is that we're going to do this quiz, this trivia night. Yeah. So we're going to have a good time. Blue Garden's in a tremendous venue. It should be in October. Like, it's oh, going to be beautiful. Should be great, there. guys. So get ready. Let us know if you can make it. DTDpodcast at gmail.com. Our DMs are open as well. So get your team together and come hang out with us and wear your old Thunder gear. It's going to be super fun. I love it. We've got one last question for you. Are you miffed or peeved? Miffed. 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 Miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. Taylor, are you miffed? I have an update. Okay. Do you remember me telling you I was miffed off at my neighbor yes. uh, for yelling at me Yeah. because he thought I was going to spray his yard? Well, I haven't let go of that. So what I've been doing at night is I've been Spray's walking my dogs. Yard. I've been walking my dogs over to his yard. Maybe, maybe they have to take a dump. <laughs> so both my dogs have been pooping in his yard every day for a week. Wow. You yep. are a nightmare neighbor. That's payback. Sorry. Don't be an a-hole to me for no reason. He's a nightmare neighbor. This is, you know what, dude, we have a lot of, we have a lot of dogs walking around the neighborhood. It may not be my dogs. I might be even confused about it. You may may just, you may taking, you may be taking poops on his yard. You don't know. It's confusing. I've, I've taken a poop in a backyard and blamed a dog before. (laughs) I, (laughs) I will do it again. That's true. I'll do it again. Uh, man, my talking about dogs, man, my dog has been waking me up at night too much. Wanted to go outside. Time to put it down. At like three in the morning, and then she'll wake up my one year old, and it's just that's a mistake. Infuriating, dude. Oh man, it is. You're in. You're. It's three a.m. You're just barely awake, and my dog's shaking, and her collars jingling around, and I'm just. You gotta take that. You gotta take that collar off at night. I know. I know. But. It's time to eat some dog stew, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to our podcast. October 10th, Blue Garden. Make your plans to be there. Get your team together. Find the most obscure Thunder thing you have. October 10th, Blue Garden here in Oklahoma City. We'll see you there. And next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then the week after that.